You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM with Blake and Lawson, producer Shell in the background, directing the show like a conductor riding a wild train through the Siberian forest. Uh, it is pretty wild, and she is doing her best uh, to just wrangle these two hooligans, Blake and Lawson. We're doing our mm-hmm. best as well, too, to stay on track, but it's very Absolutely. difficult times. And Lawson mm-hmm. brings up random stuff that just derails me. Uh, yeah, like the trains in America. Me? What, did I, what did I use to derail you? Huh? Everything, Lawson. Okay, Everything. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Get some uh, steady you, tracks, my friend. We really do need them for sure. Hey, are you ready to read the quiz? Of course. I'm always ready. And we have here for 200 points, guys, your penultimate opportunity for today to get in to the quiz. Our next clue is Jesus was this many years old when his parents found him in the temple questioning the teachers. If you know about the life of Jesus, if you know how old he was when this happened, 0491064669 is the number to call or text. And of course, we are drawing, giving away via draw some amazing books this week. We're giving away Simply Put by Lauren Wade, as well as we have the book Letters from a Skeptic by Greg and Edward Boyd. So if you want these books, we'll give them to you for free. You just have to win the draw. And to get in the draw, you just have to call our number and answer these questions correctly. Again, 0491-064-669. Jesus was this many years old when his parents found him in the temple questioning the teachers. Ooh, wild times. Questioning the teachers. Yeah, that's something that I was doing at that age too. Um. (laughs) But my question to the teachers was like, why can't I eat in class? Uh, why can't nice. you stop giving me homework? That kind of thing. My questions are, why have you kicked me out of class again? Oh, why, why, uh, am, but, I, why am I getting yeah, another a- afternoon detention? That's, you know. Why am I in the principal's office yet again? Mm-hmm. The big uh, yeah. Now, Jesus wasn't asking these kinds of questions oh, at this age. And praise God, it shows me how much I need Jesus. Absolutely. Wayne got the answer correct. He texted in a little bit earlier, so he actually got the right number. I think he got it, I think he got it for 500 points as well, too. Ooh. Nice work. He also texts in, uh, <laughs> woo, I got it right. I had no one to tell, so just wanted to text you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Wayne. Oh, that's awesome. You can tell us, Wayne, anytime you want. That's awesome. You got a little smiley face emoji as well, too. Got a text here. Right to repair. So this is what you were talking about, Lawson. I suppose it would have to depend on the product. Tractors are a completely different issue. They should be able to fix it themselves if they can. Let's face it. Service repairs is where the money is. A little Absolutely. cash sign little greedy guy with the green tongue is for many industries like motor vehicles. So nowadays they need specialized equipment, especially for the electronic parts. Kind of true. I mean, that part is true, but I, the more I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about tractors, I guess I was thinking about more like phones and technological things. Like I feel like they design those things. So they break down so that you just have to get a new one. Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of the commodification of the earth market and economy that we live in. But when it does come to tractors, you definitely should have the right to work on those babies. Absolutely. As I shared before, like, because if you own like a, like, if you have a farming, you know, 
business, corporation, let's say, where you have big farms, like definitely you would go out of the way to even create a bit of a your own tractive mechanics to, to fund your own tractor mechanics because the business is so vital. But if you all have to route that through John Deere, like there are huge companies that are losing money. Uh, well, it's, you know, affecting that, but it's not just the huge companies, but if you scale it back to the one, the one person farm operation where they can't even, they can't even, you know, farm because of the, the tractors broken down. And no, again, it's, yeah, that's right. It's it's. I, I think in in that industry, it's it's definitely needed, especially because like the repairs that they needed to make are fully doable. It's not like a phone where you've got such a like like tractor repairs. They've created the tractors to be repaired, but just locked you out because of money. And so that actually led to a lot of people hacking their John Deere tractors. There was this whole like melding together of cultures, and that being you know. Uh, mechanics and farmers and computer programmers hacking John Deere tractors so they could fix it themselves. But then they would lose all their warranty and it was this whole big issue. But Wow. That's was- actually kind of wild, like a little underground subterfuge hacking crew. I That's can just right. see like the old movie, like an old movie from the 90s, like hackers with a guy with like really tiny little sunglasses on a John Deere. He's in overalls with like a straw in his mouth wearing mm. a cowboy hat, but he, but he also looks like a hacker from mm. the nineties. Uh, and he's just like typing away. I'm going to crack this code. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting topic. Cause I also wanted to mention as well. I didn't get to it in my segment, but they've just found, uh, some, they've just discovered some lithium in they've, they've been discovering lithium in India, which could potentially add up to 40% to the world's current lithium stock. If you don't know, lithium is used to power pretty much all of our electronics. Basically. And so now there's like this huge, uh, battle for these lots to, to buy them and in India selling them off to companies, to countries, to buy so this lithium. Wait, so you're saying that they found a lithium like vein, basically. Yeah, essentially. That could add. You know why like, you didn't get? You know why you didn't get to that story? Why? Because Faith FM is not on long enough, or the breakfast show on Faith FM is not long, is not on long enough every morning. And hmm. so, you know, what's really interesting. Uh, there was a prayer conference up in North New South Wales where that a bunch of people got together and they prayed. And they brought, they raised some funds and they want to have the breakfast show for another hour every morning, which means you, me and producer Shell would have to get up a whole hour earlier. And I would love to because we keep running out of time to share these stories. Like there's just not enough time every morning for the breakfast show. So I guess really what I'm trying to say is if you want the breakfast show to go a little bit longer, Every morning, we would do another hour in the morning. We'd love to know if you want to support this or not. So we would start at 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time uh, instead of 7 a.m. So if you're up at that time and you want the breakfast show to have that extra hour, text us at 0491-064-669. Let us know what you think. If you want this show to go for another hour longer, we need to let the powers that be, the the money holders, the the higher-ups... The next levels, the big heavies, we like to call them. If you would like this to happen, we need some evidence to show that it would happen because we do keep running out of time. I keep finding that the interviews keep getting cut short. I keep finding that 
the news stories aren't long enough, and I just want to dive into the Bible a little bit more. And I'm happy to wake up another hour earlier in the morning because I get to watch those beautiful Australian sunrises. When I'm in Australia, while I'm here, it would actually be really useful to start an hour earlier as well, too, because then I wouldn't have uh, to wait until 9 p.m. to start uh, uh, the show. So. Yeah, I don't know, Lawson. I think that's. Uh, I want to hear what the listeners have to say about that. Text us at oh four nine one oh six four six six nine. Let us know. Do you want the show to go for another hour in the morning? Absolutely. And I think the the point of the story I was just telling about lithium as well is just the idea that God has made provision for what we need until time eventually ends. And I believe if our show extends for an hour, we have an hour more Faith FM and there are the resources and the ability to be able to do that, it will be provided. Provided it's what God's it provided it's what God wants. So also pray Absolutely. for us. We might actually need more lithium to run all the equipment. That's right. So that's, that's actually right. we should buy one of these vacant blocks. Uh, one of these lithium blocks in India. Like, an invest, like a, a breakfast show investment. For yeah, that's right. Like, hey, uh, India, uh, you may have not heard about us yet, but we're coming up and we're, we're actually going to be a whole hour longer with our shows in the future. Can we have a lot to mine lithium? Yeah, you have a $12 billion lot of lithium. We would like to invest. <laughs> We would like to put our hands in the mix. Uh, Sherry puts her hand up as well, too. She says, hi. And uh, she got the number correct. Good job, Sherry. I'm impressed and I'm proud of you for going in. I think she might have gotten out for 400 points. Is that correct? I think it could. I know it's actually five as well. No, it's 300 three. points. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. It's hard to keep track of all these points. There's a lot of points just like flying around here at me at top speed. Got another text here in uh, Good Morning Brothers and Team. Why don't we send the lady with the heart issues to the Adventist Hospital and give her a transplant there? Smiling face, prayer hands. I agree. Get her out of Victoria. That because Bring there's not an up. Adventist hospital there. That's that's the point. It's you know if Victoria was a better place, they'd have one. But no, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, get her up. That'd be cool. I honestly have. I, I don't know if we've looked into that or not. Am I allowed to put the uh, the San as it's called, the Sanitarium Hospital down down there in Warunga? Can I just like just put them on? the task of getting her up to get a heart transplant. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. I probably don't have the authority to do that, but I'm just going to say great idea. Thanks for texting that in. That was Wayne. Good work, Wayne. Love that idea. We got another text here from Braden. The, that vax story is so wrong. Talking about the same one Mm. that we were just talking about. There is zero reason apart from a perceived benefit to society to remove apparent anti-vaxxers. Even when she is clearly not an anti-vaxxer, and yes, straight coercion, and if she dies, I believe those responsible for that decision should be held to manslaughter at the least. Ooh, powerful words there, Brayden. And I love the sentiment, to be honest. Uh, we've got another text message here from Karen. You got the answer correct. Janelle, you got the answer correct, plus a little smiley face. Here's another text coming in hot and wild. People dropping dead who are perfectly healthy. 
This is actually a worldwide happening, murder by the state, thanks to the World Health Organization who control the health departments worldwide. The agenda is world depopulation, not legal or ethical by any stretch of the imagination. Unfortunately, this is the world we live in. Praise God, though, for all the doctors and nurses, professionals, researchers, or anyone who are fighting to tell the world the truth. It does seem a little bit like there's so much disinformation mm. out there. We did, I did a, uh, a Sabbath school lesson at church over the weekend. We were studying the Bible and what we realize is there's so much disinformation in the world. And I think the enemy wants people to be confused. It mm. kind of seems like that's definitely what's happening. Raphael got the answer correct. Uh, Tracy close. You're two off. Okay. You're super close. You're two off. Bruce, Liz, you got the answer correct there as well, too. Another text message comes in. What do you have to do to be a missionary? It sounds actually interesting. Isn't it really dangerous over there? My grandfather was Lithuanian. He came out uh, here to, he came out here, had uh, two kids with my Australian grandma, my mom and my uncle, and he died when my mom was five years old. Wow, Wayne, that's crazy. I did not know that your grandfather was Lithuania. Uh, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's super dangerous. I've been over here. I mean, one danger, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I was walking down the street and I could tell that the street was not quite at a 45 degree angle, but it was maybe like at a 30 degree angle, right? Mm. And from the very top all the way to the bottom, I said, don't slip and fall. Don't slip and fall. Don't slip and fall. Don't slip and fall. I got about halfway and I slipped and fall, fell, uh, fell really hard on my elbow and then rolled over once and then started sledding head first with my head face. So basically landed on my elbow, spun around, did a rollover, looked up at the stars, head on the ground. Um, the back of my head on the ground. Thankfully, I had that big old Finnish raccoon hat on to just keep me safe uh, from the powers that be on the sidewalks of the icy sidewalks of Helsinki. And I slid all the way down to the flat area. And I got to say, the stars in Finland are beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I would not have seen them uh, had I not taken that little trip down the hill. The little tumble little tumble and as i was sliding down i was just thinking huh these are really beautiful stars and also my elbow hurts kayla you got the answer correct sky close two away sky close two away we've got a couple other people who've gotten close same answer close two away Braden got the answer correct here here's another one Another text has just come in. This is from Raphael. I'm actually quite impressed with the program considering you guys are on each side of the world. You actually sound uh, as if you were in the same studio. Well done. I'm sure Shell has much to do. Really? Really? That's cool. Does, does okay. that mean Does that mean that we get to just do radio from home from now on? No. We don't have to need to go into a studio. <laughs> Shell says no. Producer Shell is putting her foot down. She said, "Uh, uh-uh, no. The only way she'll accept it is if one of us is on a mission trip. The only way she'll accept it is if she gets to stay home. That's... That's that. That's that's the deal that needs to be We should just set up her studio at home. That's the next step. That's the next step. And then 
because because if you guys didn't know, we're actually in the process. We're going to be moving soon, so we've got like a full studio set up at uh, at at our, at our conference offices where where we are. But we're going to be moving to a different building, and we're going to have to go through that process again. Or or online radio. Hey. I'm, already, I'm already moved down there, so I'm prepared for the move. I'm ready for it to move. When it moves down there, I'm just like. Just a few minutes away, so I'm, I'm not I'm a ready. few minutes. I'm like 19 min- minutes, but still, I think I'm. I think I'm like maybe n- less than nine minutes. I, I'm right wow. there. I need hey. to be able to ride my bike early in the morning. Oh. Tracy texts us. Uh, yes, I would love an extra hour of the breakfast show. Diana texts us. Yes, yes, yes. To more Faith FM breakfast show. Love heart, thumbs up, prayer hands. Yes. Okay. Braden texts us, spare a thought for us poor Queenslanders who would have to wake up an hour earlier. So in daylight savings time, it would be 5 a.m. Or, Braden, I got an idea. Oh, say it, Blake. Say it. Say (laughs) it to him. I got a little idea for you. Say it to him. Maybe you could talk to the Queensland government and get your daytime hours correct. Oh, I thought you were just going to tell him to move, but... oh. Okay. You can move as well. Fix fix the government first. There you go. This uh, before you move, just fix the entire. They should just lengthen New South Wales up into that area. I actually like daylight savings time. I know a lot of people don't love it. I I love. I am an ardent supporter of daylight savings. That's because I like to support our agricultural John Deere tractor farming individual. (laughs) They like to get up early in the morning and do their farming. Sherry, Sherry texts us, I'm in. Prayer hands. That is a great idea. An extra hour. Love hearts, stars. Looks like possibly an explosion. And that is a love heart as well, too. Thank you, Sherry. Looking forward to that. Wayne says, 6 a.m. start sounds absolutely awesome. Prayer hands, prayer hands, prayer hands. Bring it on. Fist bump. Prayer hands. <laughs> Prayer hands, fist bump. Wait. Uh, Raphael says, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, there's a lot of text messages coming here. Oh, Sky says, oh, Blake, ouch. I'm surprised you didn't see the other stars. Uh, yeah, I actually kind of did, to be honest. Mm. That was, uh, I was not feeling good. And my elbow is actually still sore, which is a bummer. Braden says he's actually changing his mind. He's moving to New Zealand. So, <laughs> then you have to listen to the show. Oh, you get to listen to the show later. Oh, so but you'd, hey, you'd be yeah. at work. Hmm. I just found this out as well, too. This is sad. Kayla says, as farmers, we do not support daylight savings. Oh, <laughs> told. <laughs> Thank That's you for clarifying, Taylor. Kayla, clearly, I'm not a farmer, and I think that that has been clearly. Uh, Illustrated. Illustrated by my lack of knowledge. I thought that all the farmers were into daylight savings. Clearly not Kayla or her crew of farmers. So I guess she likes to rise earlier and then leave earlier as well. Essentially, that's what I'm seeing. Because daylight savings would just extend the amount of sunlight that you have, right? So, like, the, it, well, it doesn't extend the amount of sunlight. You have the same amount of sunlight, but it just kind of changes the hours. It, it means that you would work later. So maybe oh, they like, instead of working, maybe they like waking up in the morning. They're like, yeah, we won't true. wait 
back up. But early. also they, they want to get out quicker. They're like, hey, we want to want to blow this popsicle stand. Kayla actually says, no, it's actually just the city folk. An extra hour of my on-air friends. Yes, though, she does agree with that. And yes, you do, uh, Blake, sound like you're in a studio. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Hey, but let's go. I says, it actually confused me last week, the daylight savings as well, too. Oh, okay. Oof. Things are just, things are wild. Things Get are happening. Up. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, where we get a ton of text messages. I'm just going to read a few more here. George says, Shalom and good morning, guys. I'd rather you guys actually go until 10 a.m. I'm not a morning person. Yawn face emoji. Okay. That's We're fair. helping you out. We're making you one. Uh, I think Shell has a great idea, though, with uh, doing the old... We could do the show, the normal show, so that you could hear that. And then the first part of the show that you were asleep for... From six to seven, we replay that from nine to ten. I think is a genius idea, Shell. Great work. But what about Tazzy Encounters? That's true. What about Tazzy Encounters? I've, I don't want to. What about Tasmania? I know they're the smallest straight, uh, the smallest state in Australia. But are we just are we just throwing them out? No, that's just for those the states that are. Um, like, like what? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll do a bit of a shift. Tazzy Encounters is different in different places as well. Ah, true, true, true. Oh, there we go. Actually, speaking of Tazzy Encounters, I am going to Tasmania the first or second weekend. I can't even remember now. I'm a little nervous. One of those weekends of April. And we're going to oh, go wow. down there. We're going to be preaching down for one of the churches. Uh, down there uh, in Tasmania. So I'm actually really looking forward to that because I've never been to Tasmania before. But before we talk about Tasmania, we need to talk about this Bible study today uh, from the 20 Million Movement Bible Study. But you also have a quiz question. Can you go super fast on this one? Oh, no, I don't have a quiz question. Oh, you don't? You're good. Oh, yes, I do. Of course I do. What are you talking about? Sorry, I confused myself. Here we go. You don't have a quiz question. You have a quiz clue. That's right. I have a quiz clue, the final quiz clue for today. The number of tribes of Israel whose names appear on the gates of the New Jerusalem. So if you know the answer, 0491-064-669, the number of tribes of Israel whose names appear on the gates of the New Jerusalem. If you know the answer to that one, all you have to do is Call us on that number and you will go into the draw to win our amazing prizes, simply put, as well as letters from a skeptic. Last uh, text message here from Sky. Well, we've got a few more text messages as well, but I'm just going to read this one before our Bible study. She's saying, ha yes. Or what about a 6.30 to 9.30 show? So it's not actually a whole hour difference in getting up. But Sky, love I personally love that idea. But we are trying to actually catch the early morning commuters that are on the road from six a.m. And uh, so, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I got one more thing from producer uh, Shell here. Uh, George texts in, "You guys are great, thanks, Shelley." He says, but uh, producer Shell came in hot and heavy over here with, "Tell George not to call me Shelley. It's Shell." <laughs> Okay, watch out. Yeah, call her uh, Shell or Sheldon uh, is, a, is a name that she prefers over Shelly. 
I think anything over Shelly, but I don't think she likes Sheldon either as well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here we go. Danny, you got the answer correct, just so you know. Uh, all right, here we go. No more text messages. Here are, this is uh, the Bible study here. I want you, Lawson, if you can, to read Exodus 23, verses 10 to 11. And we, we're going to talk about God's provision for the poor and how he mm. has designed in his plan for Israel and the theocracy that they were before all the kings ever arrived, he had made a plan to take care of those who were less fortunate. Absolutely. It says here, six years you shall sow. <clears throat> Sorry. This is, we're reading from Exodus chapter 23. Six years you shall sow your land and gather in its produce, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat what they leave, the beasts will come and eat into the field and eat. In like manner, you shall do with your vineyard and your olive grove. So essentially, God is putting a system in place that would take care of the poor, the strangers, the widows, the fatherless, anyone who is in need, uh, that mm. the produce from the seventh year, and so that doesn't mean everyone is on the exact seventh year, but the the six. And then going into the seventh year of your field so that Mm. different fields in different years would lie fallow so that the poor and the needy could come and have that food. And it would be their their food to harvest, to utilize, and to make their food with. uh, And instead of making a profit off of it, it was giving back to those who were less fortunate. I love it. I love the idea. And so as different people all around the lands are doing this, all following God's plan, the poor always have provision. It's yeah. genius. It essentially turns like those successful crops into for one year and seven, it's, it becomes a community garden that people get to use and to, to have food from. Now, it's still yours and God has promised to make provision for you uh, during that time. But yeah, it's a fantastic way of social wel- welfare, how they're, they're looking after the poor, and they actually enable the poor to come and harvest and learn their own farming skills, which will help them to get a job in a farm and lift themselves out of poverty. Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, throughout the whole Bible, we have God constantly caring for the less fortunate. And here we read in Leviticus 23, 22. I'll read Leviticus 23, 22. Lawson, if you could read Deuteronomy 15, 11, if you can turn there. Uh, here's yeah. Leviticus 23:22. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap, nor shall you gather any gleaning from your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and mm. for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Mm. Can you read for us Deuteronomy 15? Actually, I love this verse because it answers a pretty fundamental question that we're talking about on Monday, actually. It says here, for the poor will never cease from the land. Therefore, I command you saying, you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to the your poor and your needy in your land. What was the question that you had on Monday? So I'm we curious. were talking about how all these different nations around the world have tried to solve poverty but actually the onus is on the individual 
uh, to to solve poverty, like that we have a personal responsibility, not to solve poverty, but to support those in need. Uh, there's no government, there's no legislation that can solve that. And, you know, whether it's capitalism or the attempt of like a Marxist utopia, we can see here, the Bible clearly says, for the poor will never cease from the land, even in the nation of Israel, because of the world that they lived in, uh, because sin exists, poverty will continue to exist. I actually find it super interesting, and I'm glad you said this too, uh, with communist Marxism, because that was the, the reason for Marxism was the claim to fame to say, hey, this is the perfect solution. This is going to be great. This is going to be wonderful. We're never going to have poor people ever again. We found the answer. But the Bible says, for the poor will never cease from the land. And I think we need to remember that God's word has creative power. It's mm. also prophetic. It has, it, it, there is just strength in the scriptures to the point that if God says it, it will be so. So it's not like, well, this is maybe going to happen because it's in the Bible. No, 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 no. When the scriptures say that this is going to happen, it will always be like this. So for the mm. poor will never cease from the land. You need to understand and recognize there will always be poor, not always the same poor and definitely poor people can pull themselves up out of that situation or through other people as well too. They begin, they can be helped and uh, brought into a place where they can uh, find a, a means and a, a way to live on their own uh, to provide for themselves and those that they love as well too but to recognize that there will always be some poor people in the land. It just is going to happen. It's an inevitable cycle that just continues. But we have a responsibility as followers of God that we shall open our hand wide to your brother, to your poor, to your needy in your land. We have this responsibility. When you see people who are struggling, when you see people who are less fortunate, we have a responsibility as followers of God to contribute and to care for our brothers and our sisters hmm. in need. It's a really important distinguishment that differentiates us from other organizations and other people groups. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show where we debate on whether or not we should wake up an hour earlier or not off air uh, with Lawson and Shell. Mm. Uh, and here's a, here's the good news. You don't actually have to get up earlier. We'll be here when you wake up. Whenever you wake up, we're ready to go. But we're going to be, we're, we're, what we're thinking about doing is starting the show an hour earlier for those people who are wide awake, early in the morning, driving down, doing a commute. Maybe they're in Melbourne. It could be in Brisbane. could be around the Sydney area. It could be from the Blue Mountains all the way into the inner city. Wherever they, it could be in Canberra, just straight up, just anywhere in Canberra. Mm -hmm. And wherever you're listening from, you can just listen at any time that you want. But there's a lot of people who are actually awake very early in the morning, and we want to be able to connect with them and to reach them while they're driving to work in the mornings. So I do have a little uh, apology here, Shell. Are you ready for this? Oh. George has apologized for his misconduct on air. <laughs> you a name that we will not repeat because I don't want to get canceled by you. Uh, 
And George texts us, oops, cringy face. I'll keep that in mind. One, uh, one tongue out, winky face, weird face kind of thing. Yeah. So, Shell, you have been, uh, your name has been validated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the dragon of the name that we will not mention has been vanquished. And you are moving forward in health and sincerity without any of that fear of that name being used anymore. Awesome. And if you don't know what the name is, but you would like to know so you can avoid it, just text us in what you think the name would be, and we will tell you whether... I'm, I'm getting shakes of the head uh, in the studio. Maybe that suggestion uh, was not supported or appreciated. Answer for the quiz today, of course, what number am I? And we've gone through each one of these clues. Manasseh was this many years old when he became the king of Judah. Paul placed his hands on approximately this many men in Ephesus. Jesus healed a woman who had been subject to bleeding for this number of years. We also see the number of the tribes of Israel whose name appears on the gates in the New Jerusalem. The answer is 12. That is wild. Yeah. Absolutely. It's wild that the first one really catches me off guard. He became the king at 12 years old. Sure. And this is like when you talk about a kingdom which succeeds through family, where succession is is genetic based. Uh, It would be something that would happen in many kingdoms around the world. But I find the most interesting one, Jesus was this many years old when his parents found him in the temple questioning the teachers. A big question comes up about Jesus. And the question is, did Jesus know he was God when he was born? You know, from when he was born, did he just know, like, as a child, he's like living as a child and he knows, I am God. But the Bible is pretty clear and pretty pretty explicit. When you come to Jesus, he's in the temple, he's been viewing and observing the sanctuary service during the Passover, then he reasons and he talks with the uh, with the different rabbis and the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and whatnot who were there. And uh, his parents, they leave, then they realize Jesus isn't there, they come back to Jerusalem, they find him in the temple talking to these guys, and he's questioned by his parents, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why Why didn't you stay with us? And it's at that time, Jesus acknowledges his mission. He learns, he understands. He said, he says, don't you know that I should be about my father's business? So even Jesus, he, he grew up you know, within the human body. He's, he's learning. He's a, he's a child. But from 12 years old, he knows and he learns and he understands. From actually viewing the sanctuary, he realizes, I am the son of God. I am the Messiah, and I have a work to do. Look at from twelve years old. Basically, he realized that he was going to die. Uh, but furthermore, I, where it's a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe yes or no in regards to his understanding. Did he know he was going to be crucified? But I'd be impli- I'd be inclined to say yes because he had such a good knowledge of the scripture by that age that he would have read the prophecies in Isaiah and in Psalms. Realize as well, what's coming for the Messiah. Realize what's what's coming for him. Yeah. So. Interesting. Very, very interesting. But from 12 years old, Jesus knew I need to be about my father's business. With Blake and Lawson, we've come to the show ending where the gift is pending on you calling it. Oh, 
Oh, we've got really good puns. We've also got, you can't see this, but producer Shell, we've got our, our video turned on. Producer Shell is doing some, you know, those people who like wave the batons at the airport to try and signal the planes and whatnot. She's doing that kind of stuff. Doing that stuff like with the fingers and like just bringing, like landing the plane. We're, that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're landing. landing the plane. Or she's like, she's a conductor bringing the orchestra to a close, you know? I'm ready. Let's That's amazing. Up. Wow. That sounds great, Lawson. And we want to encourage our listeners to talk faith, live faith, and act faith so that you can grow strong in Jesus Christ. We'll be back with the breakfast show tomorrow. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.